Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets and plants that are important to you. Today I found out I'd make a good art thief. And when I say art thief, I mean one of those people who goes into a museum after it's closed, or perhaps even when it's open, if they're more brazen, and they take a portrait or a landscape or a still life right off the wall. Maybe they quickly swap it with a forgery, and then they stealthily get it out of the museum to be taken somewhere secret, where it will be sold on the black market for an obscene amount of money. Well, I found out today I'd be good at this, because I was asked by a friend who was out of state to go to a place near me where his art was being displayed and, and take it all right off the walls, load it into my car, and bring it back to my house for safekeeping. And believe it or not, I got into the building, walked right past the front desk without having to show any ID, I wasn't stopped, I wasn't asked who I was or why I was there, I simply strolled right by the receptionist with a large paper bag filled with blankets, walked to where my friend's art was hanging, and began taking it off the wall and wrapping it up in said blankets. Then I picked up all the art, held it under my arms, and walked right out the same way I'd come in. I loaded the pieces into my car and drove them all back to my house, and nobody was the wiser. Now, I'm not saying I'm looking to start my life over as an art thief. I'm just saying that if you're looking for someone to help pull a bunch of priceless oil paintings off a wall and, 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 and load them into at the back of a dubious-looking van or truck and then, and then drive them to a clandestine warehouse, I'm your man. Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. There is no Patreon set up for this show, and there are no ads. But I would like you to know that I am a self-published author with 11 novels currently available for purchase in both paperback and ebook formats worldwide via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find and buy all of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, which is spelled M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown, just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. Linger on the sidewalks where the neon signs are pretty. How can you lose? 
The lights are much brighter there You can forget all your troubles Forget all your cares and go downtown Things will be great when you're downtown No finer place for sure downtown Everything's waiting for you Don't hang around and let your problems surround you. There are movie shows downtown. Maybe you know some little places to go to where they never close. Downtown, just listen to the rhythm of the gentle bossa nova. You'll be dancing with them too before the night is over. Happy again. The lights are much brighter there You can forget all your troubles Forget all your cares So go downtown Where all the lights are bright Downtown Waiting for you tonight Downtown You're gonna be alright now Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast If this is your first time listening where the hell have you been? We've done 299 of these damn things. This is episode 300. Will it be special? I don't know. Here comes my favorite part of the song. And you may find somebody kind to help and understand you. Someone who is just like you and needs a gentle hand to guide them along. So maybe I'll see you there We can forget all our troubles Forget all our cares So go downtown Things will be great when we're downtown Don't wait a minute more Downtown Everything's waiting for you And you And him And her And them and that one over there, and that lady over there, and this person right here. Did you like that? I thought that'd be a fun way to start the 300th episode. Did it feel special? It seemed kind of special. I'm trying to make it special. That's about as special as this episode may get. I have news for you. This is pretty much... What I'm planning on doing, you know, what I regularly do, for those who don't know. Just play you funny clips, tell you some anecdotes. Did I consider jumping in the bathtub? Yeah, believe it or not, I've done that before. And I'm not against doing it again. Do we have any special guests? No. Did I invite people from the past onto the show? I did. Were they interested? No, they're living their lives. They've evolved. They've gone on to do other things. It's just me and you and Rachel, too. Have you heard about, uh, have you heard about this new romance between America's princess and a certain Kansas City chief? Look, I'm not a sports guy. I never have been. I don't like to talk about sports on the show at all. <laughs> Am I excited that America's Princess, and when I say that, I mean Taylor Swift, has found a new fella? I absolutely am. I want her to find love. I've talked about this on the show before. It hasn't worked out between her and these high-profile 
Goodfellas, sort of like uh, the Jake Gyllenhaals, the Harry Styles, the Matty Healy's. And I thought maybe, maybe she'd be better off with uh, somebody a little low profile, maybe like a entrepreneur of some sort. Well, she didn't go that way. She went the jock route. Regardless, I hope she's happy, and I hope she finds what she's looking for. I'll tell you what, though. Some folks have been having some fun with this, this news. And when I say some folks, I mean folks who are romantically involved with sports fans. And uh, I found this great clip that I wanted to share with you as this seems to be a trend on social media. Again, women who have partners, perhaps boyfriends, perhaps husbands, perhaps children who are into sports, and the women, and sometimes fellas, because there are some fellas who have significant others who are into sports, and the, uh, the fellas are into Taylor Swift. And they act like Taylor Swift is going to help Travis Kelsey improve his, uh, his standing in the world. Acting naive. As if Travis Kelsey has not been ultra successful in his role in the game of football thus far. So... And what I'm speaking about, if you don't know, is a social media trend of, again, people feigning ignorance and acting as if, as if uh, Taylor Swift is going to, because she's so high profile and so well known, is going to help his career and help give him a boost and make him more widely known. Where currently he is widely known. Anyway. I found this great clip. Again, this isn't a sports program. I don't necessarily consider this uh, sportsy, however. Um, but this is, uh, this is a woman telling, I believe, her husband, or maybe it's her boyfriend, or maybe just a friend, that she believes that Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey is going to help Travis Kelsey. And, of course, uh, he thinks that she's out of her mind. Here it is. Check it out. Hey, baby. Did you see that Taylor Swift stating that football player? Um, his name's like Travis... Uh, Kelsey? Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Isn't that awesome? She's going to be, like, helping him get his career going and, like, put him on the map. Nobody knew who he was until she showed up at the game for him the other day, and now that's all anyone can talk about. Like, she's really helping put him on the map. How can so much nonsense come out of your mouth? What are you talking about? I think it's awesome that she's helping him so much. Oh my, no. Kelly, stop. Stop. What? His career's about to, like, explode now, too. Because he's about to get so much publicity, too. Because his career didn't explode when he was winning Super Bowls? Before? Did he win Super Bowls? No, Kelly, stop. Stop. What? I didn't know his name until Taylor Swift was with him, so he's going to have, like, a really good fan base now. Oh, Kelly, stop. No, don't say that. Say what? All of that. From the moment I walked through here until now. Don't ever repeat that again. 
you love that? I love it. It's been viewed as of right now. I think it. I think it probably showed up on TikTok three days ago, and it's been viewed six point seven million times. So if you have already seen it, I hope you enjoyed uh, enjoyed hearing it again. And if you haven't, I hope you dug that. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I'm no stranger to uh, Panera Bread hate. <laughs> I don't like using the word hate. I care to say, uh, or rather, I prefer to say, I don't care for Panera Bread. And uh, I came across this TikTok of uh, this gentleman uh, pretending to be a Panera Bread employee, speaking to another gentleman who has entered Panera Bread for the first time. And uh, I got a big kick out of this and felt, and felt a little bit vindicated in my dislike of Panera Bread. Check this one out. Good afternoon. Welcome to Panera. So it's my first time here. I see you have a bunch of stuff up there. What's everything like? Have you ever eaten at a hospital? Yeah, I've eaten at a hospital before. It is just like that, but more expensive. Okay. Uh, what's good here? Do you want to eat an entire loaf of bread? No. Why would I want an entire loaf of bread for lunch? What if I put soup inside of that bread? Now that I could do for lunch. I could also fill that loaf of bread with mac and cheese if you'd like to spontaneously fall asleep sometime in the next hour. I do like a carbohydrate-forced nap in the middle of the day. All right, so you can go ahead and pick up your food down at the end there, and then you can have your choice of where you sit. You could sit over there next to the homeless man that's talking to herself, over there next to the middle-aged woman with a side ponytail crying into her soup, or over there next to the businessman who's been here for seven hours. Thanks. I'm very excited to try my loaf of bread with mac and cheese inside. I would temper my expectations. <laughs> that was posted by a guy who calls himself the Jared Benson. J-A-R-R-O-D. Jared. If you're looking for that one, that's a lot of fun. And uh, I had one more thing I wanted to play for you while we're listening to things. This was fun. This is a woman who calls herself AJ Deluxe. And what she does, she has a YouTube channel. I don't know if she has a TikTok presence. I've seen some of her, some clips of her, however, on TikTok. But I don't know if they were posted by her. I don't think I was able to find a TikTok presence for her. But you may be able to. AJ, AJAY Deluxe. And what she does on YouTube is uh, she does first album listens. Basically, listens to an album, plays little snippets of the songs, and then reacts. And uh, I was watching her react to jo Doja Cat's latest album, Scarlet. And uh, I thought her reaction to Doja Cat's song, Demons, was phenomenal. And I wanted to play a little bit of it. And she's unbelievably enthusiastic. I think you'll get a kick out of this. So this is, again, AJ Deluxe listening to Doja Cat's song Demons for the first time. Check it out. Okay. Okay. I just swallowed all this kids and spit the 
<laughs> that is how you make a mother song. Got <laughs> I love that. I love that. And there wasn't too much more I had for you. I did want to say thank you so much for listening. And uh, I'm psyched that we've made it this far. And uh, for those who are new to the show, we've been doing this since January 1st, 2018. The segment that follows mine is the wonderful, super smart Rachel from Des Moines. And she has been on board since February of last year. And um, I can't be I can't be more appreciative of the amazing job that she's done. And I feel so, so fortunate to have her assistance with this show. And I know a lot of people listen um, just for Rachel. And I think that's fantastic. And again, I'm so, so lucky. And... I love doing this show, and uh, what else can I tell you? I don't, I don't plan on stopping. I have a blast. This is something I love to do, and I look forward to doing it every week. And I, um, I thank you all for listening. And uh, here's to the next three hundred. And with that, I am now going to hand things over to our friend, Rachel from Des Moines, and she is going to give you the chart chat. So without any further ado, take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who sent Get Well Wishes My Way. I am doing much better now and glad to be back in the charts with you. For this week's segment, in honor of Andy creating 300 episodes of People Are the Enemy, I decided to rank the top 10 successful Andys on the U.S. Pop Singles Chart. This means essentially solo artists with the first name of Andy or Andrew. Although one Andrew turned out to be a Drew, so we only have nine. At number nine is Andy Pratt. He had one U.S. Hot 100 appearance in 1973, a song called Avenging Annie, which reached a peak position of number 78. Andy Pratt is a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist from Boston. According to the YouTube page for Avenging Annie, the song was inspired by him listening to the Birds cover of Woody Guthrie's song about Pretty Boy Floyd. He was also super stoned and going through a breakup. And when he sings in falsetto, that's Andy doing the role of the female of Avenging Annie. And the song was first played on Brown University's college radio, and it was later covered by uh, Roger Daltrey. And Andy's original version appears in the movie Velvet Goldmine, though it's not on the the soundtrack album. At number eight is Andy Stewart. He had two U.S. Hot 100 appearances, both in 1961 and he reached a peak position of 69. Andy Stewart was a Scottish singer and songwriter from Glasgow. His act leaned on his heritage, where he wore tartan and employed stereotypical Scottish humor. His song, A Scottish Soldier, featured lyrics by Stewart and a tune that originated from the William Tell Opera. This song hit number one in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, and then number 69 in the U.S. His other U.S. hit was called Donald Wears Your Trousers, and it was about a kilt-wearing man. That was also a number one Canadian hit. That one was definitely more on the humor side, and it featured Andy's Elvis impression that recharted in the UK in 1989 and made number four. Uh, Moving on at number seven, we have Andy Griggs. Andrew Tyler Griggs is a singer, songwriter, guitarist 
from West Monroe, Louisiana, and he released his debut album in 1999, and it charted five country singles, three of which made the pop chart, uh, with the peak position of number 28 for his song, You Won't Ever Be Lonely. He had a total six appearances on the U.S. Hot 100 on the pop side, and he made his most recent album in 2013, and he also had a song on the soundtrack for the movie Where the Heart Is. So he's definitely a country crossover guy in the late 90s and 2000. At number six is Andy Taylor. Uh, Andrew James Taylor is an English singer and guitarist who is best known for being a member of Duran Duran and later The Power Station. He went solo in 1986 with a song from the soundtrack to the movie American Anthem called Take It Easy. And this is not an Eagles cover, so it's a pretty entertaining song. That made it to number 24. That was a peak position for him. Uh, He also recorded a song called When the Rain Comes Down for TV's Miami Vice, and that was used in the episode Stone's War and also appeared on Volume 2 of the soundtrack. Now, unfortunately, neither of these songs are on Spotify, uh, but then in 1987, he recorded his uh, debut solo album called Thunder, and that is available. He is also still active in music. At number five is a singer called Andy Grammer. He's of the 2000s from 2000 he's appeared on the charts from 2011 to 2016 andrew charles Grammer is a singer songwriter multi-instrumentalist and producer from los angeles although he grew up in new york state his biggest hit was from 2015 called honey i'm good that made it to number nine and i hadn't heard this one before i listened to it a couple times i think it's really not for me he kind of feels like a boy megan trainer um the song is basically saying uh, definitively saying you're not going to cheat on someone this man bravely even though he's being hit on he's saying honey i'm I'm good like i'm fine i don't want to hook up with you he lists his influences as jason mraz and john mayer if that helps um he didn't have any other top 40 appearances but four other hot 100 uh singles and he is still active he has a new album to come in 2023 i heard i listened to another one of his songs keep your head up and that did sound kind of familiar and uh, now we're getting a little more serious uh at number four is andrew gold um, his years active on the charts were 76 to 78. He had four total chart appearances, including a peak at number seven. Um, Andrew Maurice Gold was a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and producer from Burbank, and he came from a musical family. His mother was Marnie Nixon, who was the singing voice that dubbed in for actresses in many movie musicals. And his father, Ernest Gold, was an Academy Award-winning composer for films. Uh, Andrew got his first recording contract at age 16 while he was in U- in the UK going to school. He was just a really super prolific guy um, and worked in a lot of areas. On the pop charts, he's, his biggest hit was called Lonely Boy, and it said that he used autobiographical details to write the song, but that it was not about himself. Um, he's also known for writing and recording the original version of the Golden Girls theme, uh, but he did not sing it for the TV show. Um, He had many collaborations and also appeared in the bands Brindle and Wax. In 1996, he recorded an album of Halloween music for kids. And the song Spooky Scary Skeletons off of that became a meme in the 2000s. Andrew Gold also did music for commercials and other TV themes, such as the Mad About You theme. Um, He sadly passed away in 2011, um, but his... uh, one of his ex-wives, it says, is active in keeping his, you know, maintaining his musical legacy. And so we're seeing more stuff of his come out to Spotify that was recorded earlier. At number three is Andy Kim. 
Um, he appeared on charts from 1968 through 74. He had 12 total U.S. Hot 100 appearances with a peak of a number one hit. Andrew Yukim, Y-O-U-A-K-I-M, was born in Montreal to Lebanese immigrants, and he got involved in the music biz as a teen. He moved to New York to work in the famous Brill Building as a songwriter. Um, he co-wrote Sugar Sugar, and he also sang on the record as a member of the Archies. He started writing and recording his own songs um, you know, using his stage name of Andy Kim in 1968, and then uh, had a number one hit in 74. So at that time, he was, not, he was without a contract, and so he recorded this single under his own label, Ice Records, and then Capitol picked it up and put out a whole album, gave him a new contract. Um, he is still active in music, and there's a, a lot of his stuff is missing from Spotify, and I did see that he received the Order of Canada. Uh, his second biggest hit is called Baby I Love You, which from the title, it didn't really jog my memory, but when I listened to it, it sounded familiar from hearing it on the oldies station. Now, the next two, I kind of could have gone either way. I put number two, Andy Williams. Uh, he was has appeared on the charts from 1956 to 2019. He has 47 appearances on the U.S. Hot 100, including one number one hit and one number two hit. Uh, Howard Andrew Williams was a singer from Wall Lake, Iowa. He started off singing with his three older brothers on radio stations like WHO in Des Moines. Uh, the family moved to Los Angeles, and their brothers sang with Bing Crosby and appeared in musical films. Andy went solo from the family quartet in 1953. He had a number one hit, Butterfly, in 57. He recorded his signature song, Moon River, from the Breakfast at Tiffany's soundtrack in 1961. This was not a single, but the album it was on hit number three. He also sang Days of Wine and Roses, another Henry Mancini composition from the film of the same name. And that was the B-side to his number two hit, Can't Get Used to Losing You, in 1963. Um, from 1962 to 72, that's the years Wikipedia mentions of him being just extremely popular. Um, he's number f He was, at the time, number four in gold albums as a solo artist behind Sinatra, Johnny Mathis, and Elvis. He sang other soundtrack songs, such as the love theme from The Godfather and Love Story. And he was known for his Christmas specials, as well as on the Super Bowl halftime show in 73. Um, in 92, he opened his Branson Theater, and uh, Andy Williams passed away in 2012, but he did have two posthumous chart appearances for his Christmas songs. And our number one Andy of all time, based on Billboard Hot 100 chart success, we have Andy Gibb. Um, he was appearing on the charts from 77 to 81. He had eight charting hits plus two duets. He had three number one hits in a row. His first three singles released all hit number one. Uh, Andrew Roy Gibb was an English singer and the younger brother of Barry, Robin, and Morris Gibb of the Bee Gees. And he was enough younger than them that they had actually started their first kind of kid teen band before he was born. Um, Andy received his first guitar from Barry at age 13. He played in tourist clubs depending on where his family was living. Barry encouraged him to return to Australia in 74 to train and grow as a performer. His first single was called Words and Music, released only in Australia and New Zealand. So they don't, they don't count that for this first three business. Uh, released his first album in 1977 called Flowing Rivers. The two singles, I Just Want to Be Your Everything and Love is Thicker Than Water, both hit number one, as well as the first single off Andy's second album. Uh, both were called Shadow Dancing. Shadow Dancing was the number one song for 78 the whole year. And a fun fact for the So Far listener, Andy Gibbs sang backup vocals on two songs on Stephen Stills' Thoroughfare Gap from 1978. Um, Andy Gibbs had duets with 
Olivia Newton-John in 80 and Victoria Principal in 81 that made the Hot 100. And Andy's career was sadly plagued by a cocaine addiction, which led to a heart ailment that took his life at a young age. But he was very, in his short time, it seemed like he was very successful and just kind of one of these, like, you know, didn't know how to handle fame kind of guys, it seems like. Um, And just so we don't end on a down note, I do want to give a special honorable mention to Andy Griffith, who surprisingly didn't have any chart singles, uh, but he did have three albums make the 200 album charts. So once again, congratulations to our Andy, Andy Mascola, on 300 episodes of People Are the Enemy. Back to you, Andy. Wow. Thank you, Rachel. That was so cool. So sweet and so special. That was awesome. This has been episode 300 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace. <laughs>